Come on, anyone here feel God's presence this morning? He's with us all the time, but hey, I'm feeling Him super strong this morning. And so why don't we just pray? Jesus, we just thank You for this day. We thank You for what You're doing already in our spirits. God, our hearts are open to what You have to say to us. And this morning, I pray that You would inspire and encourage us forward into the incredible lives You've called us to live. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, well, why don't you say hello to someone as you grab your seat? Give them a COVID safe welcome, a little air high five. Look at that, man. It's pumping this morning. There's so much chat going on out there. That's good. Is anyone excited to be in church this morning? And, and I'm so sorry. We've got our friends from Glow School of Ministry. Let's give it up for them one more time. So good. So good. Hey, well, I'm super honored to be able to speak with us this morning. I, I've been so blessed. This, this weekend, I was able to speak at Youth on Friday night. I get to speak here this morning. And then tonight, we've actually got a panel that I'm going to be a part of facilitating where we're going to be speaking about, I guess, mental health, dealing with things like grief and stress. Uh, we've got a medical professional. We have got a counselor. And also, we've got someone who's an active member of the ADF and the QPS going to be speaking with us about how to deal with those things. So I would encourage you, do not miss that this evening. It's going to be amazing. Um, has anyone ever had an experience where you kind of turned around and you were like, what on earth just happened? Like, maybe you were expecting one thing, and by the end of the day, you're like, this has gone vastly different than what I expected. I, I remember one time I was, uh, when my wife and I were living in Taiwan, we decided to go on a trip to a waterfall with some of our friends. Um, so we hired a, a scooter and we went off up into the mountains. And before we got to the waterfall, we stopped at a 7-Eleven because in, in Taiwan, there's 7-Elevens everywhere. Everywhere there's a convenience store. And the great thing about that is it's convenient everywhere so you don't pay extra for convenience. So it's really cheap. And we stopped and we, you know, got, I can't remember what we got. We got something, got some iced tea. And then my friend just started speaking to this random kind of dude in the 7-Eleven. In the and, and he comes over to me and he says, hey, this guy wants to take us to his secret waterfall. Now, in Australia, you don't go to the secret waterfall, okay? You don't go to the secret waterfall. It doesn't end well when you go to the secret waterfall. And, and so I was like, what, what's this guy on about? Like, you know, what, are we going to live through this? I would really, you know, I think God has called us to Taiwan longer than this period that we've already been here. Uh, he's just called us to this earth for longer, I believe and declare. And, um, and he said, no, I think this guy's legit. He seems like a really kind fella. He's just up here with his girlfriend and... So off we, we, we were just like, you know what, let's do it. So we followed him um, up just kind of this back pathway, uh, like little road. And then we got off the scooters and we started walking through a paddock. Um, and this farmer was there and it was his paddock. And he was kind of like, what are you guys doing? And we're like, we're going to the waterfall. And he said, how do you know about the waterfall? And we said, our friend here told us about it. By the way, I didn't say any of this because at this stage, I didn't speak barely any Mandarin, so I'm just along for the ride. I don't know what's going on. Um, and we keep going, we get there, and it, I, I kid you not, it was the most beautiful waterfall I have ever seen. It was just cascading. The, the, you could see, like in the, the pool at the bottom, you could see all the rocks on the bottom of the, the waterfall. It was incredible. But the day was not done yet because this was, this was crazy enough. I'm like, what's going on? And then we're there for a little bit, and these other three guys come. 
And we're like, okay, it's some other locals. And they bought with them a roast chicken and, or a duck or something. It was a very large chicken. And, and <laughs> maybe it wasn't a chicken in hindsight. Might have been a small cow. I don't know. No, it was a chicken. And they decided that they were going to, they, they just called us over and we said hello. And they said, have some chicken. That was their response to hello. And we were also a bit like, okay, but we sat down and there was this beautiful roast chicken and we just couldn't believe the generosity of these people. We had only just met sharing this chicken with us and we were swimming and then there was a snake in the waterfall and then one of these guys jumped in and he grabbed the snake and he threw it on the bank and it it was like we're watching a movie, right? We're like, what is going on? We kind of finished up at the waterfall and these, these people who bought the chicken said, would you like to come and see our house? And, and we said, you know, we're in for the journey now. So, okay, we'll come and see. Took us to their house and they um, took us up the back of, of kind of where they were because we were out in the, in the mountains and they had a pond. And the guy said, would you like to have some sashimi, like some, some raw fish? And we're like, okay, sure. So he gets out his fishing rod, starts fishing in this pond and he catches a fish. And then he cuts up the fish and we all sit there and we have the most beautiful fish I have ever tasted as the sun's setting in the mountains. And I asked this guy, like, how many fish have you got in there? Like, how, how, how do you keep track of these fish? And, and he said, I just know if I catch one one year, I won't catch any next year to make sure that there's enough um, in there. So, so he had had his only fish for the year with us. Some complete strangers that he met at a secret waterfall that was filled with snakes. And at the end of all of this, it was just like, I I, I sat back and was like, that was just the most incredible. I remember me and Talitha just shaking our heads like, what just happened today? And maybe you have a story that's a little bit similar to that. And after all this great thing happened, what we were left with was a beautiful beautiful story and beautiful memory that we can look back on. And you know, we all have a story. Our life is made up of so many different stories. And and what I want to encourage us with this morning is that your story is so beautiful. It's so important. And your story really matters to God. God really cares about your story. And the beautiful thing about God, the good news about Jesus, the gospel, you could say, is that no matter what your stories looked up, look like up until this point, he can take it and turn it into something that's even more beautiful. Someone praise God this morning for that. And so I want to read this morning from Mark 16, 15, almost the impossible challenge, a big challenge from Jesus in the Bible. And it says, and then he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Wow, that is a big challenge. And if we look at good news, what's the good news? It's the power of Jesus to transform your story. It's the power of Jesus to take you from where you are and to take you to where you only ever imagined that you could be. And at this point, he's speaking to 11 people, right? And he's like, go into all the world and share the good news to everyone. I'm sure they were thinking, how do we do that? There's only 11 of us. There's the whole world. What did they do? We don't even know, but we know whatever they did, they did something and it worked because here we are 2,000 years later talking about the good news of Jesus. What do they do? So I believe that together. It can seem really difficult to change the world, can't it? It's like, man, it's so big and so vast and where do I even start? But I actually believe that together we can be a part of changing the world. 
we can be a part of changing it and helping people to discover that beautiful story that God has written for them. And so our missions theme this year has been one story, recognizing the power in, and the, the power and the importance of each and every person's story. Just like we saw in that compassion video, the story of that guy who went from being abandoned to now studying university, graduating university. There is so much power in every single story is so much, uh, is so important. So I've titled this talk this morning, Changing the World One Story at a Time, because I really believe that that's what God's called us to do, is to change the world one story at a time. So I want to look at the scripture in Romans 12, 3 to 8, and then I want to just share a couple of thoughts from it. Uh, this is going to be super simple this morning, because I really believe that changing the world isn't complicated. It's so, so simple. Romans 12, 3 to 8, because of the grace allotted to me, I can respectfully tell you not to think of yourselves as being more important than you are. Oh, did that hit somebody? That hit me. Devote your minds to sound judgment since God has assigned to each of us a measure of faith. For in the same way that one body has many different parts, each with different functions, we too, the many, are, di are different parts that form one body in the anointed one. Each of us is joined together, and I love this so much, and we become together what we could not be alone. We could leave it, this, we just leave it there this morning, right? We become together what we could not be alone. And it goes on and it basically talks about, hey, since we've all got so many different gifts from God, and it goes on and says, use them. If prophecy is your gift, then speak as a prophet. If service is your gift, then serve well. If teaching is your gift, then teach well. If you've been given a voice of encouragement, then use it. If giving is your gift, then be generous. If leading, then be eager to get started. If sharing God's mercy, then be cheerful in sharing it. If whippersnipping, then come to I Love My Serve Day. Do some whippersnipping. If mowing, then mow with passion. If it's playing on the band, then do it with passion. God has given us all a part to play in His story of changing the story of humanity. Isn't that beautiful? So I've got a couple of thoughts on changing the world one story at a time. Are you ready? First thought, we've got to recognize the power of together. Recognize the power of together. I love what it said. Again, I'll read it again. The many um, together, it says, each one of us joined with one another. We become together what we could not be alone. Like I said, alone, it can seem so difficult. It can seem so difficult just to change our own habits, let alone to go out and to change the world. So, so difficult. But together we can do what we could not do alone. And actually, as a church, we're transforming the lives of people all around the world together. In places of the world we have never been to, we are leaving fruit of good stories just by partnering and being together. So like I said, I was in Taiwan for six years. And for that time, New Hope, you actually supported our church in Taiwan, which was incredible. Um, and one thing for us that was very difficult, we, were, we started pastoring the church when we were 21, I believe. We became the, the pastors of the church. So you can imagine our church was like, it was like a young adults group, right? It was epic. It was amazing. It was like so much energy on a sun. It was going wild. But the average age was probably like 25. Um, now, the thing about 25-year-olds that have just got out of university in a world city is we didn't have any money. Uh, so it actually became extremely difficult to find a place to meet. Uh, and we did church in all kinds of places. We met in the basement of this one place. We met in a university lecture theater. Um, we met in 
some other random co-working space. Uh, but one year, a couple of years ago, New Hope actually for the year decided to, su- to, su- uh, to support um, our venue. And we were able to get into a venue that was right in the center of town, right next to a train station. Um, and the most beautiful thing about this is we thought there was a catch to this venue because we looked at the schedule and it was empty. Like no one had booked this place. So we're like, I don't know what's wrong with it because it seems like a good thing. Um, but if no one else has booked it, maybe there's something we don't know. But we decided we'd, we'd go ahead and do it. Um, and we started having church in this venue and the venue manager actually insisted on being there each week. And, and we were kind of like, dude, it's cool. You don't have to be there. We, we can be here. Um, and he was a great guy, but he, he would kind of show up and often he'd just kind of sleep at the desk at the front, um, which, you know, I love our welcome team so much because they don't sleep at the front door because it sets a totally different vibe when you rock up and the first thing you see is this dude kind of asleep. Uh, <laughs> but he actually started listening to the message. And I remember he listened from outside a few times. And then one week he actually came and he sat in the back row. And, and after a couple of months, he actually made a decision that he wanted to follow Jesus. And after he did that, he brought his whole family to church. They all made decisions that they wanted to follow Jesus. He started bringing his friends to church. They started making decisions to believe in Jesus. His kids actually pioneered our kids' church because, you know, to have to, to build a kids' church, you need kids, but none of us had kids. But he had one kid, so he brought his kid along. And then other families started to join and, and to come to church, all because of the support that you guys gave. If it wasn't for New Hope supporting what we were doing, this guy's life, potentially he never would have met Jesus and had his life transformed. So a lot of you, many of you have never been to Taiwan, but let me tell you, there are hundreds of changed lives in Taiwan because people in Australia decided that there is power in what we do together. Even though we might not be able to go, we can give and we can pray. And let me tell you, that is such a powerful thing. I was going to tell you something else about him. Oh, and then the amazing thing, the blessing in his life, he started tithing. Um, He started tithing in church, and actually his business went from, we were the only ones that were renting it, to he had booked out every single space except for Sunday. He said, I will not book out Sunday because I want you guys to have it. But he was also blessed in return. So I think that's an amazing miracle. Hey, there's power in together. Power in together. You weren't there, but you actually transformed his life. I think of people like Dennis and Rose Waldridge, who I don't know if they're here this morning, and what they're doing out in Western Queensland. For many of us, we've not been out to Kaladi. For some of us, that's the first time you've heard the word Kaladi. It's a place in Western Queensland. But there's people's lives that are changed because of the power of what we do together. If we look at the Philippines with compassion, we're one body with many parts, but we're connected with the same people there. We're a part of the same body, so we share the same fruit. When they have a win, it's a win for us. When we have a win, it's a win for them. There is so much power in together. And and I want to show us a video. Like we said, we had I Love My City Day yesterday, which was a day where we just got out and we loved on the community. We got out, we were in um, the streets surrounding the area. We were also in uh, Harlexton State School and Toowoomba North State School. Yeah, hello, Toowoomba North. Just sharing the love. And we've got a quick video of what happened there. So I think it'd be great if we would check that out now. Well, here we are at I Love My City Day 2021. We've got the crew from Glow Church with us, partnering with Convoy of Hope and some of our own incredible volunteers. We're out here, as you can see, we're mowing, whippersnipping, blowing, just spreading the love. So why don't we go check out what I Love My City Day is all about. 
at Toowoomba North. There's a bunch of us here uh, helping out with a few things around the school. We're painting hopscotch courts, handball courts, uh, snakes and ladders even, weeding garden beds and mulching some new ones and we're even going to trim an orchard a bit later on. Uh, as part of I Love My City Day, this is what it's all about, getting in there and helping our local community. It's so much fun. So we're at a property um, in Peace Street here. Um, we saw an elderly couple doing the gardening here themselves and we've offered to uh, mow the lawn and uh, hedge trim the, the bushes and clean everything up for them. So having a great time. <laughs> We are here at Harlickson State School with a team of 15 volunteers and we're in one of the undercover areas painting one of the benches and we're so excited to be out here in our community helping out wherever we can. Right, I'm with a crew of about 10 people and uh, we're focusing on yard work this morning and it's awesome that we've been able to work on blocks that are adjacent to or right next to uh, the church so it's great to be able to help our neighbours and help them out with some yard work. Hi everyone, it's been such a great joy here in Toowoomba to be able to partner with New Hope Church and here at Convoy and GSM, the Glow students. It's been great, we're out in the community, we're doing things in schools, we're doing things in backyards, we're doing great transformations. I just want to take a moment to encourage you, you don't have to wait for a blitz day. These are the kinds of things that can happen every week in your neighbourhood. So if you want to get involved, you're inspired about this, why don't you come and ask someone? Come on, how good is that? Isn't that awesome? There is power in together. Don't underestimate the power of together. Some of the things we did yesterday, you know, one of the gentlemen that we were helping joked, uh, we, we, we helped to oil up his fence, and he said, if it wasn't for you guys, I would have been doing this still at Carnival of Flowers next year. But we were able to knock it out in like an hour because we just got the power of people being together. There's power in together. My second thought, I'm going to blast through these last two, is how do we change the world one story at a time? We start somewhere. Like I said, what did the disciples do? I don't know what they did, but they started somewhere and we're still talking about it today. There's so much power in just finding a need and saying, you know what, I'm going to be a part of meeting this need. Like I said before, our mission strategy, aka the way that we are changing the world, is by praying, giving, and going. It's recognizing that there is a way Every single person can be a part of transforming in the world. Like we said, at the moment, we cannot go overseas, but we can pray, we can give, and we can be a part of changing the world. We might not be able to go overseas, but we can go into our street, we can go into our community, we can go into our neighbor's place, we can help out and change the world around us. I really love, I had the privilege of going along to our New Hope Seniors meeting. Let's give it up for the seniors this morning. Uh, they meet every single Thursday, so if you're interested in that, you should talk to Margaret. Margaret, can you give us a wave? There's Margaret. Talk to Margaret if you're interested in being a part of that. Um, and it was just the best time. But what I loved about the seniors is um, they didn't just have a group where they sit and, and have tea and a biscuit. They really wanted to make sure that we knew that these guys, they are on 
mission. So what they do, they and, and I was so blown away because they had the missions brochures there, and they say, we put these on our fridge, and we pray over our missions partners whenever we're walking past our fridge. And not only that, they actually, and they haven't been able to for COVID for a little bit, but they actually run church services in nursing homes. Isn't that awesome? Like, I mean, these guys have been overseas, they have been on missions trips, and they're like, you know what, we are not done. We're not going to sit back and just, you know, enjoy our retirement. We're going to be a part of changing the world right where we are. And what, I love it. They just started where they were at. It's like, you know what, we've got people we know in nursing homes. Let's go and make a difference in there. I think that's so beautiful. Let's start somewhere. Start somewhere. And maybe even look at your own life and say, you know, what, what's God put in your hand? What gifts do you have? What, what talents do you have? Um, you know, for some people, mowing is not for you. For other people, man, you enjoy that. I, I love, we saw some people yesterday, um, one of the ladies was saying at home, her husband is very particular about the lawn, so she hasn't had an opportunity to use a mower. And she's like, oh, I love mowing. It's so good. I think she mowed like three people's houses. It's incredible. Just using what was in her hand to change the world one story at a time. So I wonder what's in your hand. Um, who's in your life? I'd encourage you that those people and those gifts that you have, they're there for a reason. It's because God wants you to be a part of changing the world one story at a time. I think we often don't find the need until we actually begin somewhere. Um, it was, you know, it was interesting. I went and, and knocked on some people's doors this week, just trying to get some, a list of jobs that we could do yesterday. Um, and it, it's funny that when I was just driving around, it was like, oh, you know, that, that lawn could need a little bit of a mow. And, but it didn't actually look like there was a great need. But as, actually, as I started knocking on doors and hearing people's stories, we realized, actually, wow, there's such a great need right here in our community. We're actually able to really practically hear the story behind where people are at and help them out right where they are. Um, and, and I think that's a really beautiful thing. We don't find often the need until we start somewhere. So I'd encourage you, start somewhere. What does that look like? Maybe it looks like introducing yourself to the neighbors. Um, maybe it looks like not just parking right beside your back door and then slipping into the yard, into the, into the house so they don't see you. Maybe it, maybe it looks like just having a conversation with somebody in your street. Maybe it's reaching out to an old schoolmate on social media and saying, how are you doing? Can we catch up? Can we get coffee? I'd encourage you, start somewhere. Start somewhere. A final thought, just some wrapping up, is we've got to remember that we're all part of the same story. This is not their story and our story. This is one story, the story of Jesus bringing hope and love and life to humanity. That's the story we're a part of. This is not the story of some people in the Philippines and our story over here or some people in Asia and, and us over here or some, some people in Africa and, and us over here or some people outside the church and us in here. We are all a part of the same story. We are all a part of the same story. And like I said, that means when we have a win, it's a win for all of us. When they have a win, it's a win for us. When there's fruit over there, it's fruit for us because we're all part of the same story. I could tell another story about Taiwan. I remember one day we were on the street in Taiwan. We were playing music. We met a bunch of high school students. Um, I think we met about six high school girls. They came along to church that Friday night. Again, made decisions to follow Jesus, started bringing their friends to church. That's your fruit, New Hope Church. It happened in a different city. It happened a nine-hour flight plus a two-hour drive to Brisbane plus a whole time, a whole lot of time in the airport away. But that's your fruit. You are a part of changing the world one story at a time. And the final thing I want to encourage us with 
as we remember we're all part of the same story, is, is don't get distracted by your own story. Don't let your own story distract you from what God is trying to do in other people's stories. And, and I love in that scripture, it says, don't think of yourself as too important or don't think of yourself too highly. And it's talking about arrogance there, but I think we could also say, don't get so focused on your own life that it becomes all that you think about. I think that the enemy loves to just give us enough problems that it distracts us and gets us busy from what's out there and gets us focused in on what's here. And you know what? We have real need, right? Sometimes we are in real challenge, but I want to encourage us. Let's not let that distract us from what God is trying to do in us and through us. That's why God does stuff in us. It's not just in us. It's because He wants to do stuff through us and in the lives of the people that are around us because God cares about people's stories. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I mean, don't worry. That's a great way to live. But more than just feeling nice, it actually keeps our eyes on what really matters. When we're always worried, we just get so caught in our own little bubble sometimes that we actually miss what God is trying to do around us. So I want to encourage us, hey, seek first what God is doing. The worries of today and the worries of tomorrow will sort themselves out. God can sort that stuff out, but what He needs us to do is to lift our eyes and to see that we live in a place of such need, a place where we can actually make a difference one story at a time. People so matter to God. He cares so much about each and every person's story. So I think that people should also matter to us. Do you agree? Let me ask us a couple of questions and then I'm going to finish. First question, am I intentionally being a part of changing the world? If not, how can I start? I just want to highlight that word intentional there. I think it's so important that we just put some intentionality around maybe even what we're already doing. Just doing it with the intention that I want to help this person to discover the story that God has written for them. Is there anywhere in my life that has become about me rather than about we? Is there anywhere in my life where it's become about my story rather than our story? Think about that. Do I celebrate the fruit of the seeds that I've sown? I want to encourage you, church, we're doing such a good job at this, by the way. This is not a message about, come on, pick it up and get your act together, New Hope. We're doing this so well. But I wonder if we actually celebrate um, as much as we should about the difference that we're actually making in the world. No farmer sows seed and then leaves it and never comes back. He comes back for the harvest. And I want to encourage us, we should celebrate the harvest and the fruit of, of what we've been doing. You guys are doing amazing. Like I said, our, our, we were able to see so many lives transformed in Taiwan because of the generosity of people here. When we get out in the street, we're able to see people's lives. We see people start to get a glimmer of hope that there could be more to this life than just what I've experienced. So I want to encourage you, hey, are we celebrating the fruit of what we're doing? Why don't we stand together? I'd love to pray for us as we finish. I'd love to pray for us. And I'd just love for us, just just as I pray, maybe if you would just think about, hey, where's somewhere that I can practically and intentionally get involved in changing the world one story at a time? Jesus, we just thank you that 
for the amazing honor that it is to be a part of your plan to transform humanity with your hope and with your love and with your peace. God, we thank you that you choose us to be a part of that story. You choose us to be a part of changing other people's stories, that this is not just something you're doing, you know, in the background. You actually want to use us. You've chosen us to be a part of changing the world. And Jesus, I just pray that you would help us to have your eyes, to see people with your eyes, to see opportunity the way that you see opportunities. I pray you'd help us to see people the way that you see people, which is with so much love and grace and care. And I pray that you would use us as a church and use us as a people to be a part of transforming not only our city, not only our state, but to be a part of transforming the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, one more thing before I hand the mic back to Pastor Slater. It may be you're here this morning and you've heard about this incredible story that Jesus wants to write. And maybe you've never made a decision to follow Jesus before. I just want to encourage you that it's the best decision you could ever make. And that no matter what your story has been like up until this point, God wants to take you and meet you right where you are and start writing an even more beautiful story than you've experienced. And it's as simple as making a decision in your heart of Jesus I would like to follow you. And maybe you could even pray in your heart something like that. Jesus, I want to follow you. Jesus, would you come into my life? Jesus, would you come and be a part of my life? And I'll follow you. It's such a simple thing, but it's going to leave you forever changed in a really good way.